Happy anniversary, Christ Fellowship. I, I know we highlighted those that have been here for 22 years. I wonder how many of you have been here since, let's say, the last five years. Stand up. Woo! Why don't we thank them, too? How about the last year? One year. Okay, well, one year. What about today's your first day? Oh, right there, we have the new addition. <laughs> well, guys, we're excited that all of you are here today. Obviously, it's a very special day celebrating 22 years in uh, the anniversary of our church. And as you walked in, you received a little gift. Everyone should have received this. If you didn't get it, you could take it out. You could lift up your hands, and the ushers will give you one real quick. And in the balcony, if you didn't get it, just let us know, too. We'll send someone up. But you could take this out real quick. You could open it up. I just want to show you exactly what you're getting there. So there, you'll see a little card that says, in Mark chapter 4, 26 to 27, it says, Scattered seeds from the word of God towards everyone that you encounter. And always do it with a heart filled with love. And then there, and we want to make this very clear, these are actual seeds that you have in this packet. Actual seeds. And you, we... In so many ways, we minimize the power that there is in a seed. And right now, there's going to be a video played that you're going to see for yourself the power that's in a seed, something so small that is so great. Can you see it? There's so much great found in the small. A full life of potential in a heartbeat. A massive tree in an acorn. Trillions of atoms in a speck of dust. So much said in a look. So much history in a scar. So much comfort in silence. The faith to move mountains in a seed. The greatest gift in pennies. A timeless sacrifice in a few breaths. The greatest of man in a servant. The universe is great in the small. Stars 1,000 times the size of Earth, just specks in the sky. Salvation in the simplest of prayers. The gift of eternity in an instant. Freedom from bondage in a choice. Fullness of life in the darkest of times. Power of resurrection in a word. The greatest significance in the smallest of steps. Can you see it? 
may we all come to see the great in the small I remember as clear as day when I was young. I was probably in third grade when I was in the backyard of my mother's house. And we were in the backyard and I was with my grandfather. And when I think about the memories I have from my grandfather, this is probably the greatest and most clearest memory I had. I'll never forget being with him. And we were in the backyard and we were eating apples. And we were putting aside apple seeds. And as a little kid, I'm just there not realizing what he had planned, not realizing what he was doing. But he was putting them to the side, and he's like, Carlos, right after we finish eating, we're going to go to the center part in the backyard, and we're going to plant the apple seeds, put dirt over it, and all of a sudden you're going to watch and see what takes place in the years to come. I remember as a little kid, like looking at my grandfather, thinking that, you know, this is like foolish because I've never seen anyone plant seeds before. But yet here are these seeds in the ground, seemingly insignificant. But little did I know as the months and the years progressed, it became an apple tree that I had in my, in my mom's backyard for many, many years, even beyond my grandfather's life. And any time I would see that apple tree, I was blown away with the fact that it started with the seed. Just something so small. I mean, it could be, when you think about any seed, it could be as small of a, as a grain of sand or like a, a little small pebble being planted in the ground and even though it has so much weight over it when it comes to the dirt and everything, little by little, it pushes up and ends up being something miraculous. And for us, we need to realize, too, that the power that's within the seed is to produce new life. So, some of us, we might not realize, but an apple seed could easily do hundreds of orchards of apples. A kernel of corn could do thousands of acres of corn. Just a, cur a corner, um, kernel of corn. So when you think about, for us, well, even now that you have before us, we have like the pack of seeds. There for you to know, that packet of seeds are sunflowers. How many of you love sunflowers? Sunflowers are beautiful. And as you can tell, they're here. But... Many of us don't realize that, of course, with these seeds, if we plant them, and obviously we have to take care of them as well, we could see a beautiful plant in the future. Now, I'm going to read a passage from Matthew chapter 13, starting verse 3. This parable is the parable of the sower, and you could find it in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it starts off like this. It says, then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. And later on in that chapter, Jesus actually gives an explanation of what that means, of why the birds came and ate it. And he said, it's because they didn't understand and the evil one came and snatched it away. 
In verse 5, it continues. It says, Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. And Jesus pretty much said, highlights later on, because they had no root, it lasted for a very short time. In verse 7, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Jesus mentioned later on that it's the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth that choked out the word, making it unfruitful. In verse 8, it says, Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, for all of us, we need to realize with this parable of the sower, it's highlighting and oftentimes the major thing that we look at is the four different soils that the seeds landed on. And we need to realize too when we look at this is that this is highlighting the conditions of our heart. You could have those four different conditions. You could have good soil or you could have soil that's rocky. You could have soils that have weeds. Like there's different things that you could have in your heart. And depending on what's on your heart is the response that you will have to the seeds that are planted in your heart. But something I wanted to highlight is when you look at this parable, you could easily look at the farmer and say, how come the farmer is throwing um, the seeds on the path, on rocky places? How come he's planting it in areas where it's not going to bear fruit? Because for us, like if you're going to plant something, you're not going to plant it on a path. You're going to find good soil to do it in. But here, one of the major things I want us to realize is that the farmer, of course, we know is God, Jesus, the sower. But he's given us an example on how we should live. This morning, I don't want to focus and highlight on the conditions of the soil that our hearts could have. But I want us to look at the example that Jesus gave us as the sower, as the farmer. The farmer is not interested or looking at, you could say, trying to analyze where the good soil is. This farmer is trying to scatter as much seed as possible, realizing that as he spreads the seeds, as he's trying to plant as much as he can, they're going to fall in different places, but there's going to be different outcomes overall. But he wants to see as much fruit as possible. In each of our lives, we need to realize, too, that we don't go through our life deciding what seeds or who we're going to decide to put seeds within their hearts. Because the seed itself is the Word of God. And God calls us to spread His Word everywhere. So I don't think that we go to each person that we meet at work or at home or in the street and we first analyze what's the condition of the soil within their heart. No, we're called. We're called to spread and scatter seed everywhere you go. We're not there to judge and analyze like, oh, is this heart ready for the seed? No, we want to shine brightly for Jesus and scatter so much of the word of God so that wherever we go, no matter who you're dealing with, you could be at work or someone knocking on your door that 
unexpected from the neighborhood, or you could be walking down the street and someone's asking you for directions. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, it's an opportunity to plant seeds, the word of God, into their heart. We don't know how, what the outcome is going to be. We don't know the condition of their heart, but it's not for us to decide. But here, God is giving us the example of the parable of the sower, and we need to pay attention how the farmer executed in scattering the seeds. He scattered everywhere he went. He didn't hold back. He wanted to make sure the word of God was spread wherever he goes. And we need to know, too, that sometimes the only word of God that the world would see is the word through our life. As we highlight Jesus through our actions and through our words, that might be the only Bible that people might see. So my question to you is, how is our life like this farmer when it comes to spreading God's word and scattering seeds wherever we go? I want to highlight another passage too. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You know, so many times we wonder what our calling is. Sometimes we wonder, what does God have for my life? What is it that God wants me to do? And if I would ask you right now, if that's you, I think the majority, if not all of us, would raise our hands. That shouldn't really even be a question for us to ask. Because what God, the calling that all of us have is to scatter God's word wherever we go. And it's going to look different. Because each of us, we have different gifts, we have different talents, we have different experiences, we work in different places, we live pretty much differently, you could say. But the calling of our life is to scatter God's word wherever we go. To see his word pretty much dropped within people's hearts, whether they respond to it or not, that's really not up to us. That's a decision they have to make. But the fact of us spreading this word is what brings a huge impact. Now, when you look at your life, are you spreading God's word? Are you spreading God's word? That's what God calls us to do, each and every single one of us. And you know what it is, what's amazing? Is that to do God's will, you have to be intentional and you have to be faithful intentional you can't just pretend that you're gonna pretty much scatter God's word you have to wake up in the morning and know that that's your mission of the day that you will let God be known through your words and actions and spread the gospel wherever you go that's your mission it has to be something done with intentionality but the other thing too you have to be faithful you have to be faithful to God and faithful to the mission. It's not one thing about doing it for one day. It's not one thing about doing it for a week. 
It's not one thing for doing it for a month and then changing your mind and running after something else. It's not one thing to do it for one year and say, you know what, I'm going to go back living my life the way I would want to. And now, this is the thing that we got to keep in mind too. Remember how it takes a while to see the fruit of, it, of whatever you plant takes time. For my grandfather, when we planted the apple seeds, it took years for the apple tree to really grow up and bear fruit. Sometimes we get discouraged when we don't see what the seeds that we've scattered in our families' lives or in our friends or our workplaces, but we're still there to scatter those seeds. So don't give up after a year, because imagine after two years what you might see. Imagine after five years of you being intentional and faithful, what would you see in your life? How different your life would be today. Like, let's say, if you start doing it today, how different would it be five years from now if you're intentional and faithful in scattering those seeds wherever you go? But imagine doing it more than just five years. Imagine doing it for 10 years, 10 years being faithful wherever you go, shining the light of Jesus, advancing God's kingdom, making sure that God is known not only in your own heart, but you want everyone to know that Jesus is Lord. But imagine even going beyond 10 years and doing 15 years. 15 years of being intentional and faithful in ministry and wherever you go to be able to shine brightly for God. And you know what's amazing too? When you're faithful and intentional all those years, you don't get to see all the fruit that you, uh, from the seeds you've scattered. You don't get to see all of it. The people that you just cross paths on, the, on an airport, who knows where they might be in the other side of the world. Who knows who they've become impacting acres and acres of fruit, you could say, in another country because of the seeds that you've planted, being intentional and faithful. And imagine being intentional and faithful for 20 years. And imagine even 22 years. What's amazing when we look at this passage and when we look at the scripture we're able to see that we have Jesus as our example of what it means to be a farmer that's intentional and faithful. But all of us here in Christ Fellowship, we've been blessed to be able to have a leader throughout not just one year, not two years, two years, three years, not five years, not 10 years, not 15 years, not 20 years, but 22 years, we've had two leaders that have really been an amazing example for all of us to understand what it is to be a farmer in God's kingdom, what it is to plant seeds for all of us to see as an example to us. And those two people are Pastor Gary and Rhonda Hartley. And I know for a fact 
that we wouldn't be here today, you know, if it wasn't through because of their faithful ministry for such a long time. And something we need to realize, you see the impact, you see the impact when it's done intentional and when you're faithful over time. I know for a fact I wouldn't be here without question if it wasn't especially for Pastor Gary for really coming into my life, challenging this little teenager that was 18 years old and speaking life into me and scattering seeds, the word of God into my heart, you know, into my heart and making me believe things that I didn't even see myself, spreading seeds in my heart of the word of God not knowing what the fruit was going to be, not knowing how it was going to respond, not knowing the soil of my heart. But because of him being intentional and faithful through the years, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't be standing here today if it wasn't because of his leadership, without question. He's taught me what it is to be a farmer. He's taught all of us what it is to be a farmer. But how I said last week while they weren't here, behind every great man, there's a greater woman as well, Rhonda Harley. And I know for a fact, there's so many people in this room could say the same exact thing about Rhonda. And let me tell you something. The, something that the world always questions is the lack of consistency when it comes to Christianity. PG and Rhonda, if there's any, one of the things I could easily say is that they've been constant and consistent throughout the years, targeted on the mission that God laid on their heart. And how I mentioned being intentional and faithful and without question, the fruit, of their faithfulness of scattering the seeds is way beyond what you see here. Way beyond this. This is like a fraction of the impact that's been done. So today, in our 22nd anniversary, we want to highlight PG and Rhonda. And we want you to know that we love, here in Christ, we love you in Christ Fellowship. And we have a couple of things. You can stay put exactly where you are right now. Don't worry, you can be comfortable. But we'll make you a little uncomfortable in a little bit, too.